Good evening. Good evening. If you would, open your Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 1. We'll be looking at verses 10 and 11 tonight. Now, when you think about what's going on in the world today, you know, these are exciting times in which we live. You know, it seems that that prophecy is being fulfilled before our very eyes. Especially when we see what is happening in Israel right now. The world turning against that small nation. You know, is this the prelude to Ezekiel 38 and 39? I don't know. But what I do know is while it is exciting, it's interesting to see these things take place, we should not let our looking at these things and watching these things and following these things, if you will, take up all of our time. We see this in what happens in Acts chapter 1, verses 10 and 11. Look at what is written here. Acts chapter 1, verses 10 and 11, it's written, And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing into heaven? This Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come as ye have seen him go into heaven. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Lord, just be with us tonight as we worship. Just illuminate your word and help us just to take what we learn, help us to apply it into our daily walk. And again, Lord, we just thank you and praise you for this day that you have given us, a day that we could just come and worship. Lord, we also just thank you for the rain that you have blessed us with, and we just pray, Lord, that you would just continue to be with us, be with us tonight, Lord, as we worship. Just give me the words to say and hide me behind the cross. Let the words that are spoken be your words. And Lord, I just pray again, if there's anyone listening to this sermon, Lord, that you would just open their hearts and just speak to their heart, Lord. If And Lord, we just pray that you would just, again, just continue to be with us, be with those that are traveling, those that are sick, those that have lost loved ones. We just lift each one up to you, Lord, and just ask your blessings upon each one. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would bind down Satan and let him no part of this service. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, you might be thinking, what does this verse have to do with what is going on in the world today? Well, let's look at these verses. What is going on in these verses. Now what we see here is Jesus has been crucified. And three days later he has risen from the dead. And for the next 40 days he has presented himself at different times to the disciples. And then we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 6, that during this 40 days, he is also seen by more than 500 people. 
Now, what we have, we have the end of these 40 days. Jesus is about to ascend back up into heaven. So he and the 11 disciples are on the Mount of Olives. And while he is speaking to them, after he has finished speaking, what the last words he wanted to present to them, he ascends back up into heaven. And, you know, if you just think about that moment where Jesus is ascending back up into heaven, I mean, think about that, you know, it's just a glorious day. It would be something wonderful to behold, seeing Jesus ascend back up into heaven. And I think seeing him ascend back up into heaven would be, you know, just as wonderful as seeing him when he returns from heaven. Just to see his power and his majesty on display. But I want to point something out. Look at what it says in verse 9. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, for a cloud took him up out of their sight. So Jesus ascends up into heaven in a cloud takes him out of their sight. But what do we see in verse 10? They're still looking up into heaven. They're still looking up into heaven. They can't see him anymore, but they're still looking up into heaven. Jesus ascends and a cloud takes him from their sight, but they're still looking up into heaven. And notice what happens while they are looking into heaven, wondering, in my view, I, I believe they're wondering if Jesus is just going to come back. While they're standing there looking into heaven, they miss something. They miss two angels that come down right beside them. They miss it. They miss the angels that appear by them, and these angels ask them. Look at what the angels ask. Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing into heaven? Why are you still looking up into heaven? Why are you doing it? Look at what they say. This Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, show shall come as ye have seen him go into heaven. Why are you looking at him? Why, are you, why do you keep looking up into heaven? Because this Jesus who was taken from you, he's going to come back. <clears throat> Basically what they're asking in my, in my view, and you might have a different view of this, but in my view, they're saying, why are you still looking for him to return? He's already promised he's going to come back. You don't need to keep looking. Instead of gazing into the sky, you need to get going. Instead of gazing into the sky, you need to get going. You know, the same is true for us. You know, while we see these things taking place in the world, we're like the disciples. We're gazing into the sky. 
gazing into the sky. You know, while it's exciting times, and we think about what all of these different things mean, we shouldn't spend all of our time gazing into the sky. Why? Because we miss what's going on around us. We miss what's going on around us, like the disciples. Now, somebody might say, well, Brother Jeff, what about Mark 13.35? What does Mark 13.35 say? Watch ye therefore, for you know not when the master of the house cometh. Watch ye therefore, for you know not when the master of the house cometh. At even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the dawn. Yet, we see verse 35 say watch, but what does verse 36 say? You know, it's the same thing people do with John 3.16. They'll quote John 3.16 all the time, but they never quote John 3.18. What does John... Or what does Mark 13, 36 say? Lest if he comes suddenly, he should find you sleeping. This is telling us that we need to be prepared for Jesus Christ's return. Not spend all of our time watching for it. We're to be prepared. Lest coming suddenly, he finds us sleeping. Basically, this is what a servant would do. Let's think back. Think back when you were living at home with your parents. And they, they go off and they say, while we're gone, clean the house. What are you going to do? You're going to clean the house. But you're also going to continue to what? Watch when they come back. You're doing what they tell you to do, but you're also watching for them to come back so you're prepared for their return. That's what Jesus is telling us to do. We're not to spend all of our time watching for his return. We're to be prepared for it. We can watch, but we also need to work like the servant. Watch and work. We need to be like the servant who works and keeps everything in order and is prepared for the master's return. And while we're working, while we're prepared for the master's return, we watch. But we don't let it consume our time. The servant's time is not occupied watching their time is occupied by working. Working. And they're prepared for the master's return. And this is what I believe the angels are, are pretty much asking here. Why are you gazing into heaven? Why are you gazing into heaven? 
This was not to be their primary focus. Instead of watching, instead of gazing up into heaven, they needed to be going. They needed to be going. They needed to stop gazing and get going back to Jerusalem. Because what was going to happen at Jerusalem? They needed to go back to Jerusalem for the coming of the Holy Spirit. They needed to go back to Jerusalem and get going, get the Holy Spirit, that infilling of the Holy Spirit, and then they needed to get going in building the church. They were to get going because Jesus had promised he was going to return and they needed to believe that promise. Think about it. Jesus has promised that he's going to return. We believe his promise. Now, he's promised he's going to return. We believe his promise should all of our time be occupied watching for his return. Or should it be occupied doing as he commands and working for him? He needs to be occupied doing what he commands. He needs to be occupied working for him. Again, we're to be like the servant. Doing as he has commanded. Being prepared for his return. And also watching for it. Not consumed by watching. Again, the angels confirm Jesus' promise. Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come as ye have seen him go into heaven. Jesus will return. He will return. We can be assured of his return. He has told us he is going to return. Instead of gazing, believe his promise and get going. We're to do the same as the angels tell the disciples. Instead of gazing, we are to get going. And we're to get going sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who have ears to hear the message. We're to watch, but we're to be prepared and working for him. As he tells us, he tells us to watch, he tells us to be prepared. But he also tells us something else. Look at Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Very familiar passage of scripture. Look at what Jesus says. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go. Go, therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always until the end of the world. Amen. 
What are the commands that he gives us in these verses? We're to go. We're to teach. We're to baptize. Go, teach, and baptize. Go into all the world teaching, making disciples, baptizing those that believe. We're not to spend every moment watching for his return when we know he's going to return. We know he's going to return. He will return. We don't know the date. We don't know the time. It's not for us to know the date or the time. We know the season. We can know the season. We see the season. But we need to stop gazing and get going and spread his gospel. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before, I just thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, I just pray that you would be with us during this time of invitation. Lord, I just pray that you would just speak to hearts and help us, Lord, to always look to you for guidance and understanding. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Steve. Two eight.